Welcome to No Time to Waste, the podcast that inspires and motivates us to maximize our moments. I'm your host, Allison Haddon. I'm battling terminal cancer, but I'm focused on living my best life as my best self every day. Join me as I chat with resilient adventurers, seekers, trailblazers, and exceptionally good humans as we explore what it means to live fully, because there's no time to waste for all of us. FYI, this episode was originally recorded on Instagram Live because I never intended to make a real grown-up podcast like this. If the audio isn't ideal, I promise the new episodes coming soon will be better, so hang tight. You guys, hi, uh, hi everybody. So before we get started, just a quick recap for people. So what is the No Time to Waste project? Um, basically, what No Time to Waste is is you know, I was on a phone call with somebody this week who was like, you know, we all have a terminal illness called life, right? Um, and confronting the reality of the fact that none of us are going to live forever um, is super scary. Um, but if you're able to confront that, uh, no time to waste is all about crafting a life without regrets, right? Looking at each 24 hour period as an opportunity um, and uh, maximizing moments, focusing on the things that I talk about most, which is gratitude, human connection, um, and joy. So uh, No Time to Waste Project is my passion project. Um, after most of you guys uh, heard last week um, what this is, and I'm really proud of myself because I actually printed up something. Oh, you can see it. Look at this. So this is mirrored. I was, and then I ran out of ink, but what is this thing that we're doing right now? Um, it's basically interviews with inspirational kick-ass people. It's a fantastic ROI in terms of your time. And let's be honest, you have a lot more of it because of COVID right now. Um, it's real AF, you know, I haven't showered yet today. I'm wearing sweats. I know that my bar has lowered week over week. Um, and uh, also free stuff, because I love free stuff. And there should be giveaways, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, last week, if you checked out my uh, hashtag, I'm not crying, you're crying um, post, uh, it was a special Instagram live, um, no time to waste live with just me sharing a personal update. Um, for those of you that didn't join, long story short, um, my breathing issues from the summer um, were not allergies, it was cancer. It's back, it's in my chest and uh, I uh, started chemo this week on Monday. Um, I am feeling not awesome, but not terrible. And, uh, you know, aside from accepting the fact that I'm back in treatment, which is a huge bummer, um, you know, I, it was okay this week. So um, thank you to everybody that reached out and checked in to see how I was doing. Um, you know, uh, there are chemo treatments and other metastatic cancer treatments that are super hardcore and gnarly, and I'm grateful that I don't think I'm going to be in that phase right now. So I'm going to get a handle on what my good days and bad days look like, and then, you know, get ready to rock and roll. Um, so today's show, super exciting. Um, I was supposed to have Zach Yarbrough, uh, who is this crazy burly former all ACC football player who was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer as a man um, a little over a year ago. He went through treatment. Um, he is now uh, back carpeting the shit out of life, uh, living in Florida, spends every day, it looks like on the water, basically um, just like catching fish. And like, I don't mean 
like small, like fish, small fish. I mean, like basically they look like whales or sharks. Um, and long story short, he reached out to me yesterday. He's been in a fishing tournament all week. The finals are this morning and he was willing to uh, stay on land to make the show this morning. And I was like, dear God, no, like go live your life at least go win. So he's out there right now. We are gonna to talk to Zach on Monday in a special No Time to Waste Live at night. Um, so, uh, but today I'm super excited because I'm gonna share uh, the story of a good friend of mine who I'm gonna grab here in one second, Ryan Kaltenbach, whom I met at, uh, at MindBody. He's got an incredible story of resilience and grit um, and faith that um, I'm really excited to share with everybody. And selfishly, I could use a little bit of that too right now. Um, so I'm gonna bring him on in a minute. After uh, Ryan hops off, we're gonna do a giveaway. Today's giveaway, it's basically just shit I really like. Number one is Gooder sunglasses. I basically just did a unpaid commercial uh, on the Instagram story. They're awesome, they're polarized. I wear them when I run, I wear them when I'm doing water sports. I wear them when I'm trying to look cool. There's all different colors on the site. Winner will get to pick their color. And also bringing back, you can't read it because it's backwards, but you can guess, this mug. Winner gets Gooder sunglasses, this mug. Gotta hold on till the end. Uh, we should be off within 30 minutes. Okay. Without further ado, I am going to, uh, Welcome uh, Ryan Kaltenbach, whom uh, I work with MindBody and a uh, marketing analyst and a super smart guy. Um, he just has a fantastic vibe about him. He is kind and giving and sweet um, and also funny and dynamic. And Hello. I can't wait. There he is. Ryan How are you, Alton? Yeah, good. You look far more put together than I I tried to get right dolled now. up for you. One of my favorite people in the world. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for hopping on. And I haven't actually talked to you or seen you in a long time. So it's great to see your face. Again, selfishly, I get to use this as uh, a way to say hi to people uh, and share with the world the people that I yeah. think are just fantastic. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, when your producers reached out to me last night, I said I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down, right? <laughs> Such a professional <laughs> outfit here. Yeah, uh, I'm, well, I'm proud of you. Look at you. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, just live, live in the dream. Slash, <laughs> if this is your dream, you've got some yeah, basically yeah. your dreams and nightmares. Um, so, yeah, so welcome. So what I'd love for you to share first is like, you know, based on what you and I talked about, kind of why, why do you think you're here? And kind of what's the story that you think... Um, you know, I wanted you to, to talk about and share. Well, you know, your first show is Keegan, Olympic athletes. Uh, nobody, nobody better to, to follow that up than me, right? Yeah. Uh, normal dad, uh, living, living the dream. But, uh, you know, I do have a, an interesting story to share. Um, but it's really, I'm living a lot of uh, my heroics only through my wife, who's an incredible human being. I'd love to share her story. Um, but first of all, I, I and I'm, I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but anybody on here already knows this about you. But uh, when we first met, it must have been about two years ago at Mind Body. I, and I know everybody listening can can relate to this. There are certain people that come into your life, and when you meet them for the very first time, you feel like this is sort of a cliche, but you feel like you've known them for a long time. But then they're also the people that uh, every time they're in the room, you're just happier, more excited. Uh, 
it's hard to have a bad day when that person's around and, and that person's been, been you, Allison. So I, I just, uh, I don't know. Cancer's going after the best ones. Uh, uh, you have a lot of people that love you and uh, I'm just grateful to be on here and share some love with you. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> don't make me cry. Come on, man. I've had like a good morning so far. This is, we already had enough crying last week, yep. uh, but thank yep. you. Thank you for that. So yeah, share share your story. Yeah, so um, it's a doozy. I, I I grew up in Encinitas, California, and uh, my wife and I were in high school together. We were sort of mutual acquaintances. We had made, had mutual acquaintances. Um, weren't best friends. Um, started dating later in college, and it's one of those you know where we've been together about twenty years now. And I like to share this story because it reminds me so much of the movie Sliding Doors. Do you remember that movie, Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes, Gwyneth, like maybe yeah. Gwen, it's maybe it's like it's a better concept than an actual movie in terms of the execution, sort of forgettable movie, but like the concept is so mind blowing. I think about sliding doors moments all the time. Um and I and I like to sort of relate this. Yes. So my wife was living in Hong Kong at the time. I was uh, in college doing way too much drinking. Uh, I wasn't really happy with how my life was uh, turning out uh, as a 20-year-old. And I get this email and this is way pre-Facebook. I get this group email. This is back when everyone's first email address, if they weren't a working professional, was just their college.edu email. So I get this email. It's this group email to yeah. like 40 or 50 other people. And it's my, it's this woman, Charlie. It's her update um, from Hong Kong saying, hey, my family's in Hong Kong. This is what we're doing. And, um, I, it, you know, she, I was relating earlier about how every time I'm uh, around a person like you, I, I light up. She's very much like this as well. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, wow, like my life kind of sucks right now. This woman's amazing. I, I, let me respond to her. Um, and I basically responded to her saying, hey, let's grab lunch as soon as uh, you're back in town and um, back in San Diego. And uh, she would later go on to tell me that if she knew that I was in, uh-oh, look out. Uh -oh. Sorry. She, right, she later on. went on okay, to tell sorry. me that if, if she knew I was on that group email, that she would have taken me off because she would have thought to herself, oh, like Ryan doesn't care. We're not super close. Like, why is he on here? Right. Uh, but, you know, fast forward in time, we have uh, our first date after we're both back in San Diego. We've been together for, for 20 years uh, since. Um, so anyway, sliding doors moment, right? If she just gets scared. Yeah. I went back and, and, and I want to pause real fast. Listen, I watched your first IG Live where you were up in the mountains of Boulder. Uh, I was in Boulder uh, when I got that email. I went to CU Boulder for uh, undergrad, one of my favorite places in the world. Congrats on living there. It's just uh, the best. Um, and where was I going with this? I don't even remember. But so, so fast forward in time, my wife and I, um, uh, let me share with you about her, actually. She was born with a, a terminal illness called cystic fibrosis. Uh, some of you on here may uh, probably know it. Uh, it's not super uncommon, but obviously it's, it's rare. Um, last I checked, there's somewhere about around 30 to 40,000 um, individuals that, that have it at any one time. And back when she was born with it in 79, it's, it was very much a child killer. Like it wasn't a disease where it allowed people to live um, past... Um, I want to say, you know, past their youth generally. And there's sort of a, a spectrum with it as well. Some people have a more severe case, some people a little bit less. And really what it affects is the, um, uh, the lungs, uh, digestive system, a lot of immune system issues. So like if you get a, an infection, it goes straight to your lungs. Essentially you have like terrible pneumonia-like uh, symptoms. 
Um, mucus is building up in your lungs. It's, it's, it's a terrible disease. When my wife was born with it, um, it took the doctors a long time to figure out what was going on with her. And when they did, um, uh, my mother-in-law was already well pregnant um, with another child. And it turns out that her sister was also born with it. So her sister was born with a more, um, uh, a more severe case uh, of it. And so, but because they had this mutual bond, they, it's almost like they were twins, even though they were, um, you know, not that much more than a year apart. Uh, but it felt like they were twins in terms of their bond. Um, unfortunately, my wife's sister did pass away when she was a, a teenager after a, a, a lung transplant um, back in, I believe it was 93. And, um, but my wife was always told when, you know, like maybe she'll grow to, or her, her parents were told, you know, maybe she'll grow to be elementary school age. And then when she got to elementary school, it was like, okay, maybe high school. And she's always been given these, these crazy timelines. Um, and we met when, when she was in high school and, uh, I just knew her as this girl that everyone liked, everyone respected. I didn't really know a ton about her. Um, and uh, it was really after we started dating that I understood, uh, the full weight of, of her disease. But, um, She's just uh, an amazing human being. Obviously, the fact I'm talking about her in the present tense, we're both 41. I don't even know how old I'm. I think 41. Yeah, we're both 41 now. Um, we are parents, um, which is a, a whole nother miracle. Um, we were told not to try to get pregnant. Uh, we did. Doctors said, don't do that. <laughs> we might have to terminate. We said no. Um, our son Harrison was born a little bit premature. And other than the fact that he's kind of a space cadet, uh, there's, he's doing great. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's perfect. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, life is good. Uh, there's so much to be fearful of, um, in life, but we've sort of found that if we can replace our, our fears with faith, um, which is a lot of the project that you're undertaking here, uh, it makes every day a little bit brighter. And for us, that's been uh, sort of a life challenge to try to replace potential fears with, with faith. Yeah. What, I mean, I think about going through that as a couple, I know that Charlie had to undergo a double lung transplant yep. and a heart transplant. Whole new engine. <laughs> a whole new engine. And you had to navigate that as a couple, yeah. right? How, how did you, how did you get through that together? How did you get through that as a partner? How, like, what did, what did you um, lean on? To, maybe to give a little bit of that story and then some perspective on it. So this was 2012. So my wife, her lung, her lung function was, had always been sort of going down. It's the kind of disease where you are constantly going to the doctor and they're telling you, you know, like what um, your lung function is relative to somebody your sex height weight and all those kinds of things and she was dipping into the the low 30s and then the 20s and um into the teens and so she was at the point where you know they relate it the best analogy is plugging your nose and then having a breathing through a straw obviously you can do it <laughs> it's not fun and you would never want to live like that and that's uh, a lot of how she was living um her life at, at this point in the early 2010s um, so we, she eventually got on um, the lung, the, uh, the lung transplant list um, up at Stanford. We were living in San Diego at the time. They said, if you're going to be on this list, you have to move up here. So we had to move up to uh, 
beautiful Palo Alto. But um, so we put life on hold and uh, moved up there and just waited for a phone call. And they had also told her that she would need to get a heart transplant as well. She had a perfectly functioning heart, uh, but because she'd had uh, her lungs had, um, uh, she'd had lung issues in high school where they had um, essentially like one of her lungs had deflated and there was all this scar tissue and issues going on. You know, her lung was uh, one of her, or her heart was like under her armpit, which was kind of an amazing x-ray um, because everything had shifted inside her, her chest cavity. Um, but they realized that in order to take out the lungs, they would need to take out the heart as well because of all the scar tissue and it would be uh, too, too potentially damaging on the heart. So, um, so in February of uh, 2012, we got this phone call while we were living in, in Los Altos. I was uh, working on a school project remotely and it was about eight in the evening and, you know, we're, we're people of faith. And the, the one thing that we just did talk about before getting this call was let's, um, let's pray that when this phone call does come, one, we realize the weight and the severity of it. This is another human being that's lost their life. Um, and another one of the reasons why we weren't, we tr were trying not to selfishly say like, can this hurry up already? Can this come? Because we knew that this was going to be another person, potentially another father, another mother, um, uh, and so we, uh, we get this phone call and, um, th this was the phone call saying that their lungs had been become available. And it was, it turns out it was another mother, uh, with children. Um, uh, and funny enough, her name was Birdie. You know, I don't know if you know that, but, um, yeah. And, uh, so this, this beautiful mom, um, lost her life and ended up giving her, her lungs and her heart to, to Charlie. But I, but as people of faith, the one thing that we wanted to, to look for when this phone call came was replacing any fears with faith and that we would feel nothing but peace when this phone call came. And that's actually exactly what happened. Like, I, I don't, I can't, it's really hard to describe why this took place um, other than maybe the fact that we prayed for this exact thing. Uh, we wanted a peaceful, um, a completely peaceful experience. And that's exactly what it was. Um, Obviously, we had a, a little boy who was, I think, three or four at the time. Um, but uh, when that phone call came, we felt nothing but, but absolute peace. And so we went to the hospital and not very long later, she, uh, she went under the knife. And uh, after a few complications uh, during the surgery and post-surgery, oh, you can hear, you can hear our golden doodle uh, in the background. Sorry about that. Um, probably trying to say hi to Birdie. Um, and so... Uh, you know, it was a, it was a very remarkable time, actually very quite spiritual in a way without being, without uh, being religious in a way. It was, it was just very spiritual um, because we did feel that peace through the entire process. Uh, we, we continued to live up in Los Altos for about three months while she undergot, underwent um, physical therapy on a regular basis and then uh, moved back to San Diego. And her life has been just, uh, it's been a 180 degree turn ever since then. Um, I was doing a lot of things around the house, the vacuuming, changing um, um, bed sheets, and just all the, all the things that um, we take sort of for granted as like living, walking, moving around um, human beings was such a struggle for her, um, walking upstairs, helping her get upstairs and things like that. Um, but now she is just this incredible mom um, and uh, we're now fostering a, a baby. It's, we, we wanted to expand our family even more. 
Yeah, can we like, hold on for one second? You, you tell the story and you go through everything that you've gone through as a couple and as a family. And then you have Harrison, even though everyone said, don't have a baby. And you're like, yeah, we're going to try. And then they were like, you probably should. And you're like, no, we're going to have the, we're going to have him. And now he's thriving and, and a tween and true. loving life. And then as if that wasn't enough, you and Charlie decide that you have more love to give. And I remember having a conversation with you now years ago um, at Mind Body, but you, I remember you just describing, like, we just feel like we have, we have more, like we have more yeah. to give, right? Um, which is just so admirable. And now you went through the process of applying, which is not easy to become foster parents. And I did see last night that not long ago, yep. a couple oh. weeks ago, yep. you got the call. Another, another phone call we were waiting a for. A baby. Yeah. Another phone call that was like, we have a baby. Could you please take yeah. care of this baby? And know that you will potentially have to yeah, give this yeah. baby back. What? What? <laughs> you guys are crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, that's sort of exactly how we describe it. We just, we, we had more love that we could give um, and our family and wanted to give. Um, we had decided about two years ago, there are so many hoops to jump through when becoming a foster family, that movie Infant Family tries to talk about it, but it's done via montage. And all of a sudden, three months later, three minutes later in the movie, they have kids. Hey, what do you know? Uh, and we decided that we wanted to um, uh, have a newborn to start. Um, the agency we're working with uh, specializes, actually only has kids from a newborn to five years old. And so we knew the child would be young, but because of COVID, and my wife's compromised immune system, so she's on all these medications post-transplant, so the rest of her life she'll be uh, immunocompromised. Um, but so uh, we knew that we wanted a, a newborn as well, you know, just fresh, fresh out of the oven to try to um, keep exposure limited uh, if possible. And so, yeah, after almost two years of doing all the classes and certifications, it, it probably took us longer than other people were. Uh, a little slow, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we became active about two months ago um, and we're waiting for a phone call. And we got that phone call about five or six weeks ago. Saying there was a, a little baby um, that that was uh, needing some help. And, you know, there's like a lot of these kids that are that are born around the world and around the country that really what it is, like their parents are, are going through stuff, right? Like whether decisions they made on their own or things that are occurring in their life uh, that aren't up to them uh, are leading it so that there's kids all around the country that, that need help like this while their parents, their mom or their dad sort of figure out life, whatever's going on with them, um, there's a need to take care of these kids. And so we thought, hey, hand up, we can do that. We would love to do that. And um, our foster son has been just the most angelic gift to our home. While we're sitting here with COVID, why not just have a beautiful newborn just laying on your chest sleeping? It's like a wonder drug. I'm telling you, we're just so happy. I'm sure, man. It's like, it really it's like is. An oxytocin, uh, it is. Oxytocin it is. And yeah, the possibility that um, he goes back to his home or a family member's home of his parents is very real. In fact, that's there's a decision coming up uh, next week about that. So that's very possible, um, and that will be heartbreaking. But um, you know, the old saying, better to have loved and lost than not loved at all. That's sort of the most applicable thing that I can think of uh, with this. And uh, hopefully that we will have started, helped him start his life uh, right, feeling 
a nurturing bond really that's like all it's, it's all about um early on in life and so our hope for him is that he gets that well i know you uh yep. i know you have to hop um one thing i want to ask before you do you know you know what no time to waste is all about you and charlie and harrison right have have lived it um what is no time to waste what does it mean to you how do you how do you sort of live like there's no time to waste every day now going yeah it's perspective right it's it's understanding that um whether it's you and you think that you have a long time left or you know somebody that doesn't necessarily have time left and there's absolutely no guarantees um it's it's a proper perspective to put on life something special and fun and great um, and you are being put in this very unique perspective or this unique situation where that becomes glaringly obvious um, and in some cruel way that is also a gift right and, and you're feeling that I'm sure the through the really ups ups and downs um, of going through what you're going through and Charlie's very much felt that as well and I think that's one reason a lot of people are drawn to her um, as a human being is because she has that perspective and whether people realize that or not, whether that's on the forefront of what they're feeling or, or what they know when, um, when they're interacting with her, that that's what they're interacting with is somebody that has that perspective. And so to help people be reminded that uh, each day is a gift and that we can uh, do so much in life uh, and should do so much in life um, with these opportunities. It's really, really special. So thank you for reminding us all. Uh, it's a, it's one of the most helpful reminders you can give. Um, so thank you. Well, thank you for, for last minute, yep. hopping on, sharing your story. Um, I could talk to you for hours and we probably should anyway. You were, all the, you. you were always the um, person we didn't, we didn't directly, you know, no one reported to anyone. Uh, we always had lots of work we could talk about. We always ended up talking about family and life and, you know, other things. Yeah, we never <laughs> talked. Yeah. Well, you've always been somebody that I've admired. Your, your faith, uh, regardless of what religion people subscribe to, you know, I've always had a tremendous amount of respect for anyone who has a strong, strong faith, because that's, to me, that's real strength, right? Looking at uncertainty in the eye, having the courage to sit in that uncertainty and then finding a faith in something bigger than yourself, whatever that uh, religion or that spirit or that belief is, um, those are always the people that I've encountered in my life where I've been like, there's something about that person, you know, that resilience and that strength is coming from something inside them that's tied to something bigger. And since the day I met you, uh, you've always, uh, you, you've, you've always been one of those people. So thank you for sharing your story and it helps me and I hope it helps other people that have listened. And I'm so freaking happy to hear that Charlie and you and your family are all thriving and kudos, kudos to you for like living life and, and loving, right? Like there's no time. Thanks, to Alton. You're the best. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye, Ryan. Uh, so there went, I mean, 
Like, can anybody wrap their head around that? Like, his wife diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, which is a terminal illness. Her sister dies when they're teenagers. She ends up getting a double lung and a heart transplant that she lives through. They have a child, and then they go, you know, we just, there's more that we could give. And they apply to be foster parents, and now they're taking care of a baby knowing that they are going to be there for an undisclosed amount of time taking care of this baby and then they are going to potentially have to hand him back like right um i'm just i'm just so in awe of uh, of ryan and his family and I'm, I'm really happy that i got to share um all right so uh minimal tears today i hope everyone's excited about that um i'm gonna do the giveaway of the mug and uh, the Gooder sunglasses in just a second. But first, I want to let you know um, what's coming up on No Time to Waste Live. Um, Ryan was a great example of the fact that, you know, No Time to Waste is, this show is not just going to be about interviewing people that have cancer or have been through cancer or have even been through medical issues or terminal illnesses. Like, that's not what it's about. It's about talking to people who have faced and overcame massive massive challenges in their life and done it with grit and grace and people's story that i want to share because i want to hear where that resilience came from right because selfishly i'd like to know um and i think it's valuable to other people so you're gonna see that we're gonna have like a mix of people on the show which i'm super excited about so um monday we're gonna test out a new time slot it's going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. I'm calling it No Time to Waste Live at night. Um, and we're gonna see if more people join live because I don't know if this is a tough time or not. Um, so Monday night, Zach, who is the fish guy, who is uh, basically raising awareness around uh, male breast cancer after just finishing treatment and just has like this incredible spirit and is obsessed with fish. Um, I'm gonna talk to him on Monday um next friday we're back on track uh back to the regular time slot i've got the founder of trail sisters which i'm super passionate about um gina lucrezzi who's a professional ultra runner she started this thing called trail sisters which is basically this like grassroots movement to get more women involved in hiking and trail running and like loving the mountains and it's just a complete she's just on a mission and she's got a great spirit so i'm going to bring her on then look at the three people that I just freaking booked. Okay, here's one. If you go to notimetowasteproject.com slash show, you can see the upcoming guests. We've got NC Runner Jackie, um, who is, I don't know if you notice here, she's pretty much in the Alps. She's also running with a blade. So she is an uh, 18 year now cancer survivor. Um, she is an amputee. She's now a professional ultra runner that runs far faster than anybody else I know on two legs um, with a blade. And she just, uh, she just got the world record for running 100 miles as an amputee on her treadmill in a row in like the fastest time. She's a beast. Then we have, which is back to back, um, another amazing amputee story. This is Robert Sewell. He, in October of last year, is the first double amputee to complete the Ironman championships at Kona. So the Ironman is 
basically a 2.4 mile swim, a 112 mile bike, followed by a freaking marathon. And Roderick did this without legs. He did it with two prosthetic blades. And if you watch him in the pool or you watch him in transitions, he is otherworldly. And I can't wait to talk to him. Um, I've got then I've got an amazing story, comeback story, one of my favorites, Hillary Allen, aka Hilly Goat, uh, Hilly Goat Climbs. Hillary is a professional ultra runner. Um, and in 2017, I mean, I used to follow her. She was running a sky race in Norway. She fell off a ridge 150 feet, broke 12 bones, had to relearn how to walk again, and is now back better than ever running. She's fallen in love with gravel bikes. She is currently living in the French Alps, where I believe she got stuck initially because of COVID, but decided to stay. And she's going to come back and tell her story, which is just this incredible comeback. Um, and then it's not all about athletes, although he's an athlete too. This is Chris Heisler. He and I went to musical theater camp as kids. That's right. Um, where we were directed by Tina Fey. That's like a whole nother story. Um, but Chris was the former uh, global uh, run concierge for Westin uh, Hotels and Resorts. Um, and for seven years, you know, he traveled around the world um, and basically got to go run with people at hotels and jump into races and be this fantastic brand ambassador um, for, uh, for Westin. And uh, I heard him on a podcast a couple weeks ago uh, where he actually shared a story of uh, now being in recovery for over a year from alcoholism and uh, kind of what it was like to be this dichotomy of, you know, representing wellness, but then having a drinking problem at the same time and how he calls it kind of the perfect, uh, the perfect cover up. And, uh, you know, talking about what he's learned in recovery in the last year, how it's uh, impacted his life. And for those of you that don't know, I've been sober for 12 years and um, recovery was a, a really important part of my life um, for the last, you know, 20 years or so. Um, so I'm excited to bring him on because like, it's not just about athletes who are gnarly. Um, it's not just about people who are amputees. Um, it's about people who are living life uh, like there's no time to waste. So I'm super excited for uh, that upcoming uh, schedule. If you know anybody, especially if you know somebody has a lot of followers, like let me know, um, shoot me a DM or just do the contact us uh, on notimetowasteproject.com. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, but without further ado, I think we have to be ready next week, next Friday, I'll be coming at you live, not from Hattu, but from a dude ranch in Colorado with my sister. Um, and I'm super excited about that. Um, Cause when you're basically dealing with chemo, might as well go hang out with a horse or uh, get a massage or something. Um, so, okay, without further ado, I wanna keep it tight here uh, because remember ROI, um, We've got two things. The winner is gonna have their choice of Gooder sunglasses, and they're gonna get this mug shipped directly to them. What I need to see in the comments of the IG Live right now is the hashtag faith over fear. Hashtag faith over fear Faith over fear, who's gonna put it in first? I know there's a delay. 
Faith over fear. Ryan talked about it. Uh, I mentioned it on uh, on Instagram. Uh, the first, there it is. Faith over fear. That's it. Everybody's late. Liz, Liz Yoshino, Liz Kingsbury. Nope. Everybody late. Everybody's late. You got to be real fast, guys. Liz Kingsbury, please uh, uh, DM me, um, and uh, we will ship that out to you. Um, super excited. Uh, also just going to share the quote of the week um, is, hold on one second. Uh, today's quote is about courage, and uh, courage is not the absence of fear, right? But it's... Uh, it's being brave in the face of fear and, and walking through it. Uh, I'm butchering it, but that's basically the quote. I'm going to post it in a couple minutes. Um, I appreciate you guys coming in uh, and joining me live. Um, there were less tears this week than last week, which is great. Thank you for continuing to support No Time to Waste. Please tell your friends about it because, I mean, I ain't got shit to do. But get this message out there and uh, remind people to live and love like there's no time to waste. Um, so, uh, love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Reminder, I'm going to see you on Monday evening, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. See if that time slot works. Um, and then I'll see you same time next week on Friday. All right. Bye, guys. Follow the crew on Instagram at No Time to Waste Project or more at NoTimeToWasteProject.com.